Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Maura Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast. I am Danny Vega, and I'm joined by my tolerant wife, Maura, who <laughs> I kind of feel like deja vu because I just said this five minutes ago. How are you, my love? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a, a, a turbulent morning. We had uh, a huge fight with uh, crying, screaming, um, storming out of the house, and it's all Is better. I didn't storm. No, I, you're well, right. I, I didn't storm point, today. It was kind of. It's just kind of like, I just need to go. <laughs> let me just go like just go yeah just but then when i came back from jujitsu i was feeling better and then when i saw you at the gym you were kind of feeling better so, yeah i was feeling better um but we've already wasted enough time because we had some uh technical difficulties i'm not i'm not the best with the uh media and uh technical stuff so Anyways, this week's two guests we're super excited to have because they run an Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter where they share the latest ketogenic research, their favorite recipes. They answer all people's questions about dietary fat, calories, fiber, sweeteners. They also have a live Q&A every morning at 9 a.m. on Instagram and their Keto for Normies podcast where they have inspiring in-depth conversations with people like Danny Vega, Maura Vega. Um, <laughs> they've been publishing helpful resources, developing delicious recipes and offering friendly advice to people striving to live healthier, happier lives since 2016. After they realized their results from the keto diet were too good not to share. They're two of our favorite people in this community and we're proud to call them friends. Welcome to the show, Matt and Mega from Keto Connect. What's up guys? What's going on? Thanks for having us. Yeah. Did you write that down? He did. I sure did, man. Yeah. No, he memorized it. He's been he's been practicing <laughs> all morning. All morning. That's what get this speech right. This morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm like, just write it down, Danny. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we're excited to be here. We're excited to chat. I know this is our first uh, four person conversation, so this this should this be interesting. Be fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get into it, guys. Let's Number one. <laughs> what is the most critical problem you are currently trying to solve? That is a great question. Um, the problem I've been thinking about the most, and I feel like we have an active role, we can contribute a little bit because we do have a pretty big following now, is the diet wars. And what, oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Like a lot of it is actually starting to get into like legislation and like what should be allowed. They're like thinking about reducing carbon footprints. We shouldn't have cows, et cetera, things like that. It's actually starting to get quite alarming. And so I was watching actually this morning on YouTube, a few videos about the Beyond Meat Burger. And oh, it's at no point in any of it is it talking about actual nutrition and what's important for human health. It's just all about like, it tastes kind of like meat and it's not made of meat. So that's good. And I think so many people just think on such a simplistic level like that. I used to think like that too. I didn't really understand what you need to be healthy. So I feel like educating people on that is my most active project at the moment. And then mine's maybe a little less serious. So I'm not really someone who thinks too far into the future and like is actively trying to do something at all times to better the earth. Um, but I am trying to better myself. So right now I'm pregnant. I'm 16 weeks. So my biggest thing that I'm trying to tackle at this point is to bring like a beautiful baby into this world that isn't compromised in any way, has like the strongest genetics, will grow up to be a basketball player and in the NBA, of course, yes. um, and just like <laughs> not come out with like, you know, a missing limb or something. Like I am just fearful of you everything. Can't even say stuff like that. I know. Knock on wood. Good, Miss Mega. No, this is this is the internet, man. You you look for it. You're gonna Don't find Google it. Google anything, gonna, by the yeah. way. It's no, just I know. Bad. It's so scary. You could go down a rabbit hole, but right now, like my main focus and energy is going into just like providing the best possible outcome for a child I'm going to raise and bring into this world. Well, you guys are. 10 steps ahead, probably like a hundred or a million, because when I got pregnant with Desmond, 
we were not paleo yet. We were starting to kind of learn about it. But I mean, my first pregnancy, I mean, Desmond is a miracle child, really. I was Man, so Caribe. Remember the Caribe? stressed out. Yeah. And I just worked in a really, really high stress environment. I was probably mad every single day for like nine months. So stressed. <laughs> just because of the work environment that I lived in, it was just very stressful. And then eating whatever the heck I wanted, guys. So... You guys are doing it a good thing. And I know I get that Uh, with Dean. I was way more psycho. Of course I was doing the Weston a price, (laughs) um, diet for pregnant and nursing moms doing CrossFit. But I feel like if I got pregnant now, not that I'm not pregnant, don't (laughs) even, don't even share your water with me. Yeah. Yeah, Cause my sister just got pregnant for the third time. So we're like, yeah. Yeah. And she's always pregnant when I'm, well, I'm, we're always pregnant at the same time, me and Danny's sister. So I'm like, okay, I'm so happy for you. Stay away. <laughs> but it's funny. Cause me and Danny were talking about this. And like, even though obviously not that I don't want to have a baby, I just, I, I'm not a good pregnant. I don't have a baby. I'm not a good pregnant person. And <laughs> I can barely handle the two psychos that I have already. But at the same time, you almost feel like it's a responsibility. Like, wow, look at all these really like we want to, we have to bring more yeah, good like, people. We have to bring world. more good people into like, this world. Yeah. It's like, we got to like even it out or something. I'm like, geez, maybe we should just, cause like, look at this, what's happening. Like yeah, we have an obligation. So, I get it. It's like an obligation. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that you guys are like, and I, if I did get pregnant, I would, I would totally be psycho. Like yeah. psycho. Yeah. yeah. And, psycho, and we're going to, we're definitely going to get into that. I probably that wouldn't even guys. eat out for like nine months. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> I, it, it will definitely uh, change my diet if she if she gets pregnant because we'll be all like whipped into this like you know real strict where not not real strict I think the the focus would just be a lot more on what are we getting out of our food versus you know like what are we not supposed to eat I think it would just be much more focusing on nutrient getting, dense yeah stuff. Like nutrients yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to just go back to what Matt said because. Um, when we had Pete Ballerstedt on the podcast, you know, it was interesting because we're all in this little echo chamber where all we're talking about is keto, 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 keto. And um, we, in our minds, maybe you guys know, but for us, a lot of the time we have to like step back because we tend to assume that people already have the diet part figured out. Like now let's talk about sustainability. And what Pete said was, it was interesting because he's like, no, we're not there yet. Like we have to educate people on this diet because first of all, with the sustainability part, you start to talk about things that don't affect people as much personally. So number one, they're not as engaged. And number two, it's a much harder battle and it's a much more technical battle. So I think you're right, Matt. Like it's, it's definitely, we have to be out there kind of showing through our stories, through the content that we share, not, not quite preaching, but just kind of showing like how, how, what it looks like to eat a low carb, high fat diet with lots and lots and lots of animal um, products. So definitely two really cool uh, problems to work on. And I think you guys, you're, you're both going to do your part uh, to, 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 you know, fix both of them. Thank you. Yeah. I think uh, it's hard for me to foresee a future where we're not like educating people on what to eat. Cause we're so far down the path of just eating processed foods. It's like, that's like, you know, a couple hundred year project, but I'm worried like, by the time we get there, when we all kind of know what we should be eating, are we going to just policy. do like irreparable damage to the food supply to where we can't even eat healthfully anymore? Like, you know, like if the vegans get their way, there's no right. return to actual nutrient dense foods. It's going to be like you're you have your own farm, like off in the hills and you're like growing like basically the way marijuana is grown, like you're growing your own food. You have like a cow and you're actually living a healthy life. It's going to be harder and harder to do. That's yeah, yeah that's my this. fear. Yeah, that's my fear yeah. too. Um, with all this, because man, the 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 vegan, uh, gosh, I hate to call it an agenda, but it, it is. truly is. Um, it's very strong, and it's it hasn't. Who? What were I? I don't even know if I was talking to you or where I was hearing it the other day. I don't know, but like most diets fade. You know what I mean? Like paleo and stuff, but veganism doesn't. Like it's still very strong and. Um, yeah, it's it is. More it's than terrifying. It's it's yeah. more of a diet. It's like an identity. It's like a this ethical. Well, what they think is ethical because they don't. They're just. It's very misinformed. But yeah, that's terrifying to me. Like the fact that they're going to want to be taxing me and just making it harder to get our hands on these things. 
Yeah. And I just read six schools in California are adopting a vegan diet for school lunches. And like, that's fine. Right. Because likely it's more healthy than like fish sticks and like mashed potatoes and the corn, you know, that they're cooking with terrible oils. But what about just like better food quality and like whole foods? Well, you at least still have a choice in the matter. You don't have to send your kids there. Like, I'm worried to the point where we don't we no longer have a choice. Right. Yeah. Right. I think it's it is sad because, you know, people like us were in the know. So we'll be the first to be like uh, straight up. Let's let's get some land and let's get some pigs and some chickens. Uh, but then by the time it really gets out to the, to the general population and the people, probably the people who need it the most, you're right. It's probably going to be really, really hard to find, you know, and then maybe even people like us will have to be the suppliers and we'd have to try to feed others after we fed ourselves. And that's, you know, we're always going to come first, you know, I'm incapable of that. I could never have my own farm. (laughs) I, I, I wouldn't have a farm, but I would, well, I would like to have a farm type lifestyle where we have like kind of like what Mike Mutzel does, you know. Yeah, I like think we can chickens, we can handle that. You some know, pigs, pigs, right? Yeah. So let's go back to this uh, back to nutrition stuff. You guys are both are a lot. You know, you're both a lot like us in that you're always experimenting with new tweaks and ingredients and food sources. I'm curious to hear if there's like a, an approach or a type of food that has stood the test of time for you guys in the past three years or so. Hmm. Three years. Honestly, not really like eggs, I guess. I've always yeah. just been like, everyone knows those are healthy. We always eat those. They're easily accessible. But um, no, I guess like when we first started doing keto, which was like close to four years ago, we were more just thinking macros because I honestly didn't have that much of an understanding of health like I do now and, and nutrition and what's really required. Like, why am I eating certain things? I just recently, maybe in the past year, started looking into that. So I guess like the most recent and mega being pregnant is the big impetus for us to do most of this stuff mm-hmm. to focus more on the nutrient density and what you should have, as opposed to just always focusing on what you shouldn't have. Cause that's what most guidelines are like avoid these things, but we've been yeah. adding organ meats, bone marrow, um, seafood, I guess a little bit is that that's mostly the big ones, right? Yeah. yeah. And then like, um, and you guys do this, I see a lot with Dean and Desmond and yourselves, like you've cut out erythritol and like stevia really. And we mm-hmm. recently, like we've been incorporating, if we're going to have a snack, it might be a little higher in net carbs, but like it's sweetened with a little honey and the rest of the ingredients are literally whole foods. So it's not just like slammed with a ton of fiber, like, you know, soluble corn fiber and erythritol. So that's been a really big change for me that I'm loving. Um, and I know you do that with the boys. So like definitely something we would implement with our kids as well. Yeah. I think that's context dependent too, though. Yeah. Like Mega's trying to gain a little weight, yeah. <laughs> focusing more on nutrients. Then you to lose weight. That's your only real focus. Uh, then I think there's more of a case to be made for like erythritol, things like that. Keto. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny because the stuff that's like sweetened with honey, sometimes like I have someone send me something about one of Ali Miller's recipes. Like it's not it's not that sweet. I'm like, I know it's not that sweet. It's actually not as sweet as if you add some of these things, but so it kind of makes yeah. it easier to, to, it just, it, it, well, that's what we've noticed. Like it, our palates are so much more sensitive now. Like the boys can t- eat like, like hundred percent dark. Like you gave them a fat bomb yesterday. Yeah, that was not, like, not even sweetened with anything. It was just hundred yeah. percent chocolate or something. Desmond and, doesn't like those, but Dean. Dean yeah. Yeah. Them. Desmond's more of a tough crowd, but <laughs> Dean will, <laughs> Dean will, Dean will tear it up. Um, that's one other thing I think you should probably factor in is like the palatability. Cause like you're saying, a lot of the desserts are like the, the keto bars, like quest bars, they're really hyper palatable. They're easy to just eat a bunch of them. But when you do like, we've been getting these paleo crunch ones yeah, that are just just like a little honey in them and they're less, they taste worse than quest bars, but (laughs) food palatability wise, they're not as palatable. Like you can't just slam like six of them. But satiating and not like rough on your stomach. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to look into those. Yeah, yeah we got to look into those. Um, we have, we find some similar ones at Costco. All right. Well, we're, we were so excited to hear about your pregnancy and we couldn't wait to talk to you about it because we know you've put a lot of thought into this. Uh, so first of all, what have you guys been like reading or watching to learn about any dietary changes that you would make during and after the pregnancy? So I think the book we started with before we actually got pregnant was Real Food for Pregnancy by Lily Nichols. 
Um, and then Matt had been doing a lot of research and sending these sites from the Weston A. Price Foundation. So those were the two main resources starting out. Um, since then, we've got just gotten more books, right, from Sally. Yeah. What's her name? Sally Fallon Morell, like the head of the Weston A. Price Foundation. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And they've been a great read. And then I just started reading this book. I'm like a quarter of the way and it's called Expecting Better. And it's really fascinating because she talks about the evidence that doesn't really like there's no evidence to support cutting out caffeine or cutting out alcohol. So during her entire pregnancy, she drank like a glass of wine a day and up to four nice. cups of coffee. And so I'm finding that like reading something that totally opposes what I believe to be like a great, you know, a great pregnancy way is just, it's a good way to like challenge what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Oh, it's probably better for your sanity too, that you can see someone, you know, yeah. bucking the system and, and nothing happened. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 I guess you could go either way. You could be like, Oh wow. Now I'm just going to have a little wine every now and then. Or you could be like, this woman's insane. But you know, that was more of my thought. I'm yeah. Like, this is crazy. Like, you can get away with six cups of coffee a day. I'm like, how does that That's make sense at all? Like, I haven't seen That's the studies, but it doesn't make sense to me. So there's no negatives to it, but there's no benefits, right? So it's like, why See, even from from the research she's done? Yeah, there could be is negatives. It, is it low birth weight? I think caffeine, the, the, the only thing is low birth weight, right? That, I mean, from her studies, right. and all hers were like in Europe. So in Europe, drinking a ton of caffeine and even wine when you're pregnant is normal. So like, you're not even looked at wrong. So I like that she used those studies as opposed to like the ones in the U S where we're all scared to like admit it and, you know, share that type of information. I'm not scared to admit it. I drink caffeine, not probably, I probably tried to watch my afternoon intake, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't stop drinking coffee throughout my pregnancies and my kids are actual giants when they're born. So that's, <laughs> and <laughs> another thing that I did, like, you know how they say don't eat sushi. Well, with Dean's pregnancy, I was like, okay guys, whatever. But if I have McDonald's, it's okay. Like, no, leave me alone. Right. Eat sushi. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of like misconceptions and things people think are terrible for pregnancy that don't have that much backing behind them. Yeah. But yeah. like, what are you staying away from? What I miss staying away from. Not that much, I guess. Really. No, I mean, like the things I would stay away from on a keto diet generally. So like McDonald's, I mean, like fast food, I'm staying away from. We're just cooking a lot more at home. Um, yeah. And then like obviously even the carb cravings I had first trimester, like I upped my butternut squash intake. I upped my cherry tomatoes. Like I uh, fed that craving without like needing to have donuts and rice crispy treats. Like we got, we had a comment on one of our videos and the woman, I love this one. The woman was like, um, during my pregnancy, all I could eat was root beer and apple pie and bacon and bacon. <laughs> oh I'm like, oh. no, I'm sure you could have eaten more bro. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's such a cop right. out. Yeah. For real. Well, that's and an that's awesome segue. That's an yeah. awesome segue into my next question. Cause I was yeah. going to talk about like, you know, of course, since we're always doing things against the grain, we've experienced our fair share of negativity when it comes to how we feed our kids, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate during pregnancy from um, a lot of times from strangers and and mainly family. Um, and I'm sure you guys having such a large following, I mean, have you gotten any type of backlash or concern about keto pregnancy? And how do you guys handle that stuff? <laughs> yeah, everyone has an opinion, I guess, because, you know, people have pregnancies and children. And when you're doing something that they didn't do, maybe they, you know, they feel some kind of way about that. But I, I, <laughs> yeah. So just being kind of open-minded, I think is good. But I think the main one is like raw milk. Everyone, that's like the number one concern people have is like raw milk has listeria, et cetera. You can like read info about that. It doesn't really is basically the takeaway if you read up on it. But um, what I'm thinking about more is like, the stuff that we do after the baby's born now, I'm like really getting more into that. Like what you feed it. Like does baby food make sense? I'm questioning. I don't know if that's a thing babies should eat. Do they eat baby food or do they just eat normal food? Kind of like chopped up a little bit. I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure along the way there's going to be a lot of concerns about what we do. Yeah. I think the biggest thing has been like the raw dairy. So, I mean, we're also battling with that. And like, I mean, you guys are good people to ask, how do you, how and when did you decide like, hey, we're going to have full exposure of the boys? Like, do we want to share everything, you know, from oh, that too. from yeah. the day right. the baby's oh, born yeah. on YouTube and show the face and like show just literally everything, you know, it's um, 
it's a lot to take in uh, because everyone's so excited, right? They want to see the baby. They're so excited. And it's like, well, it's kind of intimate at the same time and personal and like, Right. Some things are nice to be kept to yourself, right? There there was one comment that had like a really good perspective on it. It was like, is it good for a child to grow up and watch videos of themselves and then like kind of adjust their their like hand gestures and just like, you know, always watching themselves in a video, just growing up, seeing videos and yeah. like seeing how they act and then trying to change their behavior based on that. I don't think that's great. So I'm trying to think of like a lot of people said he should the child should just have a same role in your videos as julius does like you show him once in a while yeah and, and then that's it then, you and talk then we block him in a crate yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting well i have well first of all just on the raw milk thing i drank massive amounts of raw milk during the beginning of my second pregnancy with dean at that point again we were had we had been paleo already i had done a lot of research i was um all the weston a price stuff all the all of it <laughs> And so I, you know, I knew it wasn't bad and, and, um, it has a lot of benefits. It helps with nausea. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't find plus, it. Plus, plus a lot of those comments are, they're so outdated because there wasn't refrigeration yeah. back in the day and we have refrigeration now. So even the pasteurization is not necessary if you have refrigeration, you know? Yeah. But, um, with the boys, since it's a different situation for us, um, we kind of did that where it's like pictures of Desmond. This is what he's eating. Maybe a few videos here and there when he was one and two. We didn't have the following that we have now. And when he got older, when he was like four or five, I, that's when we started to like ask him if we could record him, you know? And um, it's very simple because Dean most of the time doesn't want to be recorded. Now when he says, hey, record a video, I'm super pumped about it. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get him on there. But I think... Um, it's a, it's a delicate balance because you guys, you want to, number one, I don't, I've never seen a, 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 a case where there's been like the whole pregnancy, the, you know, the birth, the, all that, you know, that's never happened. And not to say that, you know, you need to be the people to do it, but it would be cool to do that. But you, it's true. You gotta, you gotta judge, you gotta protect your family, you know? So it's, um, that would be something that we would have to put thought into, like if we were in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel some responsibility to share stuff because sure. like you're saying, there's not that many people, there's not that much data on people, you know, doing diets like this long term. I guess there is like quite a bit of it if you look back like ancestrally, but yeah, I don't know. Like how to, like, I'd also like to share information on how to raise children. Not that I know how to do that, but like right. kind of learning as we go. That's basically what we right. did with keto though. We didn't really know what we were doing at the start either. And we learned as we went shared along the way. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why you guys have grown this following because you, you've just been so, you know, upfront and yeah, real. Uh, real. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that. All right. So here's something, something that has stuck with me since our last conversation on your podcast. And then another conversation I had with Matt at the Metabolic Health Summit is this idea of uh, sensory specific satiety. So, you know, like the more, the more often you eat something, the less variety you have, the less likely you are to overeat. And um, it's funny because Matt and I were both like, you know, it can't taste too good. It, you basically have to, to eat things that kind of taste okay. Because um, if, if, you're, if you're having all these new things and if it tastes too good, you're, you're going to overeat, you know. So you're both always trying out new recipes. But have you noticed that phenomenon where you're, when you're eating the same thing over time? Yeah. So I think that's like, if you do the carnivore diet, that's a lot of the reason that works in some respects, I would say, like, you're just not changing up the food a lot. And so there's, there's like, what's natural. Once you start getting outside of what's natural, like just these super palatable foods that no one really can control their hunger around like Snickers bars, humans weren't designed to eat Snickers bars in moderation. So it's really <laughs> hard to do that. So when you limit your food to what's natural, like a keto diet generally does that, but then you throw in stuff like keto baked goods and stuff that will, that will definitely throw a wrench in it. But yeah, I'm a pretty big believer in that. But as far as like what we do, um, yeah, we create a lot of recipes. We actually have some help with creating our recipes now, so it's not as much of an issue, but yeah, when we were first starting, we were just like tasting recipes nonstop. So it was definitely harder to stick to the plan, but I don't know. What do you think? I think we, like tasting recipes doesn't get in the way too much. For us anymore no because we we've learned to like block it off so like for example tomorrow yeah, we we're gonna do five or six recipe videos in a day and then we're set for like a month or two 
And yes. that just makes nice. it so like we're not constantly eating. And, you know, we're not, whenever we like make a batch of cookies, like we'll freeze them or like, you know, we'll give them away, but we're not consuming this stuff regularly. And we always say that, like, this is not like we make it, we share it. And that's like a part of what we do, but like we're continuously adapting our diets and we're not just constantly eating coconut flour, chocolate chip cookies, you know? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, I think like with the, uh, with the mug cakes, that, that would be a great example of something that it tastes good, but you eat it all the time. So you kind of, you're like, you, there's a set start and end to it. And you're kind of like, mm, okay, that's good. That hit the spot. Right. Yeah. That's one of the reasons we make those. Another thing is nut butter packets. Yeah. This is pouches. my, this is my new thing. Cause it's just two tablespoons in a pouch. And for me, nut butter is back in play. Cause when you have the oh, jar yeah. and a spoon, don't even come at me, Danny. We know you put the <laughs> almond butter back. Well, how about, you know what? It's funny because you, you were saying this whole thing about the cookies and I was like, now Mega's not relatable because I would have eaten all the cookies. <laughs> yeah. Danny can do it. With if I, if the cookies are here, I'm going to eat the cookies for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got mad at him the other day because we made chocolate chip brown uh, blondies for the kids. And I woke up the next morning and they were gone. he always, it's, it's always so offensive though. Like, cause he's like, I left you a piece, but you should see what he always leaves. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> he's like, I left some, I'm like, that's like, like if he ever leaves some uh, almond butter or something in the jar, it's like, you should have just thrown it away, bro. Like you really, <laughs> yeah. thanks, thanks for leaving me a half teaspoon. Thanks a lot. <laughs> see, we have enough stuff where I can strategically just like eat a little bit of a lot of different things and she'll never notice. Dude, until I do. And I'm like. <laughs> When did you eat all of like, you know, the nut butter packets? And he'll be like, it was like a week ago. And I was like, yeah, I just, I guess I don't look enough, but he'll just, and he'll hide wrappers and like keep it in you know, his office. It's like Speaking too much. Language. Oh my gosh. Speaking well, I hide food. I, well, Danny's been hiding some treats in here too, which is hilarious, but I, I have a stash too. Cause if not, I mean, and it's not I, just I, Danny. I'm hiding the them boys. from the boys mostly. And if you ever need yeah. to come in here for these keto bricks or this, this yeah. butter. We had a friend actually recommend these like, lockers for the fridge with combinations it was I'm, Aaron, I'm 100% gonna get them to block Danny and my children <laughs> from eating everything at once because I swear like the grocery bill it's starting to it's it's gonna sound fleek right now like that thing yeah. is serious I can't even afford another kid right now like these kids I mean Desmond is just like growing and so it's it's yeah, crazy. Desmond's crazy. Like, he'll have like a, st a, a steak and then he wants like a snack right away. He's like, can I have a snack? I'm we like, went to a, a Brazilian steakhouse like a few weeks ago. And by the time we got home, they were asking for food and they I'm had like, just dude. put down pounds yeah. of meat. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's I incredible. used to be like that too. I remember. Yeah. I think we all used to be like that. And then we get old oh, yeah. and like slow down and yeah. Oh yeah, totally. That's so funny. All right. Well, so you both, you both have looked a lot into the micronutrient stuff, which is a fascination of ours as well. And ironically, the recommendations like for the daily, like the RDAs, they seem to be higher for a lot of things that don't seem to matter as much when you're keto and much lower than they should probably be with some of the more essential vitamins. Uh, where do you think that we're missing out with respect to vitamins and minerals and how have you tried to address them? Well, I think the most interesting thing with the micronutrients and minerals is the bioavailability of them, which we don't really have that good of info on it. So like when you're getting magnesium from kale compared to magnesium from meat, like there's a huge difference in bioavailability of them. So like if you get, I don't know, what, like 400 milligrams of magnesium from kale, how much of that is actually like available? Absorbed. Yeah, is absorbed, is available to your body. But um, as far as like, I haven't looked at the RDAs, honestly, I know the RDAs, they're formed on like the context of a standard American diet and what 50% of the population would be not deficient with. So like that doesn't seem like a great way to do it, but I guess I can't really think of another way to do it. Um, but like, like the things were really low as far as the recommendations go is the fat soluble vitamins, mainly yeah. like A, D, those are the big ones, K2. And like, I don't know what the, the RDA, I know for vitamin D, it's like, is it 400? I use a day, which is just crazy low. It's like stepping yeah, out in the sun for, for five and seconds. The vitamin A, yeah, vitamin A too, you're right. Those were the, the three that when you had Frank Tefano on, I was like zooming in on those. And that's yeah. why today on my story, I was like, I was like, and maybe you guys could help me. Where the heck can I find some row that doesn't make me have to get a second mortgage on my house? Because I would yeah. love to. 
I mean, we just bought some from Whole Foods, but yeah. It's expensive, yeah. It's so expensive. I just did it because she's pregnant. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. No. But, <laughs> but um, I think like a local fish market is the best bet for that, but it's hard. Yeah, Frank, no, Frank is like, he works in the restaurant industry, so he knows how to source stuff. We can't really do that. But I think like making an emphasis of eating vitamin A rich foods, which is really just like organ meats, mainly liver. So we've been doing that once a week since Mega's pregnant. How do you guys, how do you guys eat your liver? Um, we just like saute it with uh, garlic, shallots, and bacon and a ton of seasoning. And yeah. it tastes really, really good. Tastes okay. So oh, I mean, that's a good starting point for most people, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah. then you gotta like, hide that in burgers for me. I it's hide it in hide burgers it in and she actually likes bacon. It. Yeah, you did one with heart, liver, and the bacon is the key because it covers it all up. That's good. Mm. Oh, this is yeah, yeah, we were getting um, ground beef, right? Cut yeah. with beef liver for a while, yeah. which is a good way to do it. But I think the RDAs, like, well, yeah, who were they created by? Like, just a group of men, you know, like, same <laughs> as the Constitution and that's how, Like, everything's so... <laughs> so outdated and i think we're not like the government obviously and the rda guidelines aren't progressing along with newer research right well it takes so long to make any kind of changes sure but yeah uh the True. big ones are fat soluble vitamins and the way we just recommend i mean people on the keto diet i feel like they understand that you know eating fatty meats is the best source of getting that and a lot of people have been talking about cod liver oil lately and we always recommend that and I think one important thing to note, too, is the difference between the plant forms and the animal forms. A lot of people, I didn't know that for until like a year ago, basically. Yeah. So you, like if you're eating the plant form of the vitamins, like beta carotene in kale or carrots or whatever, it converts at a really low rate to actual vitamin A. So what you want is the animal forms of vitamin A that don't need to be converted. Which is or, or all the fat-soluble vitamins. Yeah. So that's a distinction because when you Google like, you know, high vitamin A foods, it's like, oh, carrots, top of the list. But it's, it's just not really how it works. And then even yeah. with like my prenatal vitamins, like the vitamin A in the prenatal vitamins that I was taking was from beta carotene. And that converts at the highest rate, 9% in your body. And some people can't even convert it. So I'm not even getting what I think I'm getting, you know, what right. my body needs. Yeah. yeah, I actually can't because um, we had our DNA tested. And, um, I cannot have vegan, um, it's not DHA, but cause it's called what ALA is that what it's called? Oh yeah. The, the, like the, the omega vegan threes omega from threes, the right. Like stuff? I cannot convert that. So I have to, I literally cannot be a vegan. I have to have, um, omega threes from fish oil. I, my, I'm incapable of converting the vegan type. So yeah, I know yeah. there's so much, there's so much misinformation about this and, and, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's like an uphill battle, uh, with against even within keto, like people and their vegetables, I don't know. It drives me crazy, to be honest. It really drives me crazy. I'm like, I don't understand why you're so obsessed with vegetables. Yeah, she, her, 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 her so like, confused. her post when, when Goodness. she, she got bloated after like a few days of Dude, eating that vegetables. Post is like over a year old. It's, it's, it's 56 weeks old and she got, like, she just got comments on it today. It comes back to haunt me every now and again, like, oh, you got it, the fiber. I'm like, enjoy your fiber and all that stuff that happens. Good luck. Yeah. That's a real yeah. strong conventional wisdom one. People just like uh, assume vegetables are really healthy. I don't know. I've, I've like today we had a video about eating spinach and kale and stuff. And I really like questioned that a lot. Like I can get behind <laughs> sweet potatoes and squash and like, you know, these big things that are actually somewhat calorically dense. But I don't know when anyone would, would just like walk upon some spinach and kale and chow down historically. Yeah, we were watching um, a really good uh, rock climbing documentary the other day. And this the one rock climber and they're what they're doing is incredible. Yeah. Like they're climbing 3,200. They're in where are the Yellowstone National Park. Yeah, they're climbing wow. like the highest peak ever. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. really difficult to do. This dude brings kale like. I'm like, what are you? And, and they have Kashi cereal. And it's like, this is oh not how you fuel your body for like days of just hours of grueling work. So it's like yeah, fascinating. Like, a bomb would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But you know fat. what, though? This is this is something that I that I would love to see. And I was talking to Ben Pukulski about it the other day, which I don't think it's really possible to really fully test it. But I can almost guarantee that the perception he has is affecting the way his body processes the food. And so there may be a, some small, you know, whatever placebo, nocebo effect that, that is giving him a little bit of benefit because of uh -huh. how he perceives it. Yeah. Cause he thinks it's helping him. It's true. 
It's true. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, I in the end, over time, it, it'll it'll it, it won't be enough for sure. Yeah, that effect is really strong when you start a plant-based diet, I would imagine, because you're just like, you know, juicing all this fresh stuff you just picked up from the grocery <laughs> store. You're really feeling good about things. Yeah. You feel so good about yourself. Yeah, you're like, I'm healthy. You're I'm so doing moral. it right now. And you're moral, yeah. so it's yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. What's that, docu what's that documentary? Because I got to watch that. Yeah, the rock climbing one. What is it? Is it on oh, Netflix? It's, uh, Free Solo. It was so good. No, no, Free that's solo. not the one. There's Free Solo. We've watched like three climbing documentaries back back. yeah they're but, all really wow. good the best one to watch is meru m-e-r-u it's on netflix okay oh yeah. okay, i saw cool. that yeah okay, okay cool because maybe that's something we could watch with the kids too all right so i want to take a quick break because you know i know we're all keto people and that's really cool but let's talk about true crime yeah because murder. <laughs> let's talk about murder let's do it um are really all i do all day yeah maura's crazy because you know I, I turned If you I was ever guy. under investigation, they'd be like, it's her. Look at her podcast. Look at Look her at her. history. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> because we have, we, we love Sword and Scale, Someone Knows Something, Dirty John, uh, Over My Dead Body, Up and Vanish, Atlanta Monster. We can keep doing this. And Mauda has a few others. Oh, I but, have plenty. But we, we can keep going, but we don't have all day. So I want to know what your favorites are and uh, what do you recommend that, that we may be missing? <laughs> yes, tell me. No. So two that you're you're missing, maybe you listen to them though, is Generation Y. That's my all-time favorite. Oh, oh yes. I've heard a few episodes. Generation Y. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That one's really good. And then True Crime Garage is like very a very Oh, that's one. a good one. Yeah, they always drink a beer yeah. and they, yeah, they're they're yeah, Mauda doesn't like it as much because it's that it's just the format, maybe. Yeah, that. she likes to hear like the, to the like interviews a... in the courtroom and the, uh, the yeah, sound and the screams of murder. Yeah. I know, I hate the captain. Like he he could just <laughs> yeah, <I> could never... <laughs> I'd be so happy. One one thing though, I got to recommend because for me, there's like a few cases that that really hooked me into the true crime, whole, the whole thing. So uh, Madeline McCann and the mm -hmm. West Memphis Three. Those are the two that I oh, listen to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the West Memphis Three. Three. Yeah, they're just so good. It could go either way. It's just like a lot of intricacies to the cases. I really love those. And then what's my I, favorite one? I always forget. Podcast. Yeah, no, no. The one with your the, favorite murder. <laughs> No, that is the worst podcast ever. The Jokers? I don't know. The, the crime and comedy. My favorite oh, murder? Oh, Small Town Murder. Small Town Murder oh, okay. is my yeah. favorite. Oh, my God. They, they're nice. comedians who yeah. tell the stories, and it's hilarious. They just make fun of, like, you know, like, the white trash. And, like, they just, they go into <laughs> it so funny. And then they tell, like, the crime. But that's definitely. Lighthearted. Yeah, it's lighthearted. It's my favorite. That's awesome. That kind of is like, well, I have to, I'm definitely going to hear that one, but I, I also listened to one called my favorite murder and it's these yeah. two girls and it's hysterical. That's the thing is that it's so funny. Like the way that they, I don't know, it's, it's wrong almost. She but told it's me that the so, interaction be that they have. It's just the interaction with the way that they are and just like the jokes that they, it's just really funny. Yeah. We've listened to that one. A few yeah. Times. We hate that one because <laughs> they are so girls. Yeah, like it's just such a long intro. It's, they're so self-absorbed. Like all they want to do is talk about themselves, and it's like they'll get to the crime. I want to hear the crime. Yeah, so. that's true. I can see that though. I can see that. Yeah, but sometimes I'm like I fast forward. <laughs> yeah, those are our that's favorite. Awesome. And then yeah, we uh, we love, love crime again. Yeah, sure. I, know. I feel like it's a thing that's like a cult thing. Like whatever i mean it's interesting it. for it's sure and it's educational for sure it's always the husband or the wife i mean it's always yeah i like being detective yeah. that's the thing i'm like oh it's a, yeah i totally mm -hmm. yeah but then i always find myself like now i like stare at everyone like i'm like why are you looking at me you're a yeah. murderer stop <laughs> no i know <laughs> a lot of um people from like the church near us that come to our front door and they're like hey can i talk to you about like some verses or you know show Matt me some id yeah no i know that <laughs> That always answers the door, and I'm just like sitting on the couch. Um, and I'll be like, they could have just lied about yeah. being from the church nearby and like just forced you in the door and like killed. Like, I just I'm constantly thinking about these scenarios because it's the, so easy to do that. The scenario yeah. I think about the most is we do on Wednesdays, we do true crime stories while we eat. I always yeah. think like yeah. someone sneaks in and murders us live on YouTube. That's my <laughs> that, would be, oh, no. that would be amazing. We would be so famous, but yeah. dead. <laughs> oh well danny's gonna leave uh on thursday which will be fun for me because every time he leaves i'm like oh for sure this is when i'm gonna be murdered and you have yeah. the shotgun so yeah i have the shotgun but i don't hold on let me let me get it yeah right let me don't kill me yet let me figure out how to use it don't kill me <laughs> yeah Please. she hasn't shot the shotgun that's the problem <laughs> but i showed you how to do it yeah it can't be that hard 
I'll just do you I like think that'll block be scary it away? I have it. Yeah, I have it out of the the shotgun. I I have uh, in an area that's out of reach to them and out of their sight and unloaded. Um, And then the gun is is put the the nine millimeters put away again, also uh, locked away. But um, the shotgun, I think, like you said, the the just it's a freaking Mossberg. That's what Danny's dad is so dramatic. He's like, Maura, you just grab the shotgun. And he's like, (laughs) you just and just that sound alone. Should send yeah. people running, <laughs> but we'll we'll have you shoot it because shooting a shotgun's fun. Yeah, awesome. It's like an app for your phone that makes that sound now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So you, you go hunting, right? You what is well, the nine just, millimeter for? The nine millimeter was a gift from my dad um, several years ago. It was kind of like, hey, take this. Uh, now I have. Well, I don't have my concealed carry yet because I, I passed the course, so I need to get the actual concealed carry. Because I think I'm going to start carrying. Um, so the nine millimeter would be a just a self-defense thing to not be. It's just that's another thing in the last year or so that I've been really concerned with is like being unprepared. So the jujitsu is part of that. Um, oh. And then the gun would be the other thing. And um, just the boys, the most important thing is that the boys have the fear of God uh, put into them like for, for a long time on gun safety. And Desmond wants to start, start shooting. Um, so... I have been trying to sign him up for this kid's gun safety course because they have a a homeschool group that goes to the range where I go. And, um, you know, he can't go until he does this course. But it's been really hard trying to get the the people to give me the schedule. I've been doing that since, like, December. So uh, eventually we're going to get him there. And it's it's just education is the key to everything. You know, I think when you, when you're educated, you're less freaked out about it and you're just, you have more respect for it. It's the same thing with, you know, the food, like you're, once you know about harvesting an animal, you, you're, you're less icked out about it and you're more like, this is a part of life. And so it, I, I'd rather go that way than the other way. Cause I've just, you, you don't hardly ever see a situation where someone who was raised around these things use them the wrong way. You know, it's usually like, a lack of familiarity. Hey, look what I found. Oh, there you go. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, that that's actually really great. I honestly though didn't peg you for the carrying type. Um, Danny, uh, yeah. Danny prepared like Danny has snacks on him, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one taken care of. That one's that one's good. That one's taken care of, yeah. So funny. Well, All right. All right, fine. Let's get back to nutrition. Fine. Um <laughs> I could talk about like this murder stuff all day, really. (laughs) All right. So we're, we're more open with the way that we feed our boys than we are with ourselves. You know, like they're more paleo. They have, we, we, we let them eat more fruit than we would eat. Um, But we definitely have certain non-negotiables as a family that we avoid at all times. Have you guys thought about that? Um, You know, especially with the baby coming. And if so, what that, what that list would look like. We honestly have not thought about that too much. I don't think it's ever been discussed, but I think we subconsciously just agree upon some non-negotiable things. I mean, nothing for our kid, I would say, is non-negotiable because I want them to experience, you know, the human experience like Snickers bars. That's kind of part of it to me. Probably, like you, can, yeah. you, can have the, you can have those once in a while. Yeah, like a trick-or-treating night. Yeah, something or like a, that. Or a kid's oh, yeah. party and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Our boys, yeah. our boys go ham on Halloween. Like... Yeah. Because we don't let, and you know what? Honestly, the fact that they don't eat it all the time, it's so much more special to them. Like, yeah. they, we were in Ohio, in Cleveland this year, trick or treating, and man, it was freezing and it was raining. And these boys were like, not, we're trick or treating. Yeah. They did not care. They were <laughs> suffering, poor things. And I'm like, are you guys okay? They're like, oh yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Like, they're doing it for the candy. They, they did it for yeah. the candy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, but as, as far as like not other non negotiables, like, our kids aside like if matt came to me and he was like yo i want a donut from dunkin donuts like he's a grown man i'm gonna be like go for it like enjoy it maybe let's put it on instagram your reaction how you're feeling afterwards you know something that right right so like i don't know i I think for me just knowing like referencing my childhood it would have been nice to not think like you know uh fruity pebbles is a healthy part of breakfast like kind of things like that i don't want to have my kids thinking because you i really like had a reliance on them yeah from as a child so that would be good like just basically cooking from home like educating them a little bit on what's a nutritious breakfast what's more of a treat 
and not getting those things mixed up, I think is important because like for me growing up, it was like uh, fruity pebbles for breakfast and then some kind of chips just kind of kicking it on the couch at night. That was just an everyday thing. And that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, we actually right. had a podcast a long time ago, um, maybe a little, like a year ago with uh, the CEO of Zevia and what, he has two girls and he would do a sugar budget with them. So like, I, I feel like we would implement a similar thing. So like if we were in the store and our, our son was like, hey, mom, like those fruity pebbles are look fun. I want to get those. I'd be like, all right, let's take it off the shelf and let's go to something else that has maybe similar macros and let's compare them and say like, you know, would you want this and this, like this plus a banana, or do you want just the fruity pebbles? You know, I also Good. worry about that being like having ripple effects. I down, know. Down the road like, too, are they going to be scared to yeah. like share food with us? Like they're going to be like, Oh, now I have to hide from mom yeah. and dad. Everything has, sure. a, has an effect on them. Yeah. We, 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 we have that concern. Cause like, you know, we, like it was, it was almost right when they started really being keto, like it was like two years ago. And, uh, I found Dean under the table at a Cuban restaurant eating fries. Like, and I'm like, Aww. I was heartbroken. But I Danny so was bad. Danny was way more strict at that point. And I was like, dude, chill. Yeah, but I was, but I told them in, in the car because I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. we we always said it's your body, you know, eat what you want. But then of course there's also I, I'm a little bit worse with it. I'm a little bit yeah. uh, it's true, I'm more strict. And you know, in the car, I was like, listen, you guys aren't gonna be bad people if you eat fries. You know, it doesn't make you a bad person. Now, if you ask me if it's if it's the right nutritional choice, I'm I'm going to tell you no. But it's still your body, you know. And and they've stopped asking us, can I eat this? Can I eat that? Because they know that by now. But it's definitely something that you got to always be aware of, especially at the younger years when they're so into like pleasing you. You know, they yeah. they, they want to yeah. please us and they want to tell us what yeah. we want to hear. Yeah. yeah, but I definitely like. Yeah, you got to let them. You know, you don't want to make them feel like alienated, you know, yeah. like, look, Dean went to get a haircut the other day and he grabbed like three dum-dums, like the lollipops, you know, they always give the oh. kids lollipops. I'm not going to have the freaking lollipop. Like, yeah, who for sure. cares? Yeah. Enjoy it. Have another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's it's, it's, when, he, it, when we're home, it's not Yeah, when happen. we're home, we, this is how we eat most of the time and it's a priority. And then, you know, yes, when it's a birthday party, fine, go ahead. Yeah. 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 Seems like yeah. a tough problem to solve. I just sure. I wish it was so easy for that to like be implemented into our own lives, you know? Cause like I feel like as adults, or like for me at least, like we were really strict in the beginning, a lot more stricter than we are right now. And it just it felt so depriving. Like I was like I felt like I was torturing myself. I was like, I can't have that. Like I'll feel guilty and I'll feel like shit. And like yeah. I just yeah. I, I, I'm I'm you know, I want to be able to like make choices and just make the choice and it's not a big deal. Yeah, I felt like I wasn't as capable of doing that at the start though. Yeah. This whole process was necessary. Sure, that's true. It's true. Yeah, it's just it, it with the kids, it's even more because it's like, you know, again, especially when they get to school age. And I think that's a that's a perfect segue because I I you guys kind of hinted at it, but you know now I, I want to kind of know because you know you're going to be parents. And by the way, sorry for almost ruining that surprise. By the way, I I told you <laughs> how did you I, almost ruin it? Well, well, okay. In my defense, when they had us, when they had me on uh, like a month ago, uh, they were talking about when we have our baby and blah blah blah, and, and and I was like, I just automatically assumed that that you know they had told everyone and someone made a comment about mega being pregnant and and then mega's like hey uh we haven't told anybody yet i was like oh dang and then so i had to like uh i think there was like a post that i did that i had to edit gosh danny (laughs) i'm the worst when it comes to this (laughs) stuff so um (laughs) but uh have you guys had like uh it's obviously it seems like you have um conversations on you know how you plan on raising them or where they're going to get their education and keep in mind that we know that you don't have to be as crazy as we are but i think we can all agree that it's important for you two to be on the same page yeah yeah well one thing i think we're pretty good at getting on the same page we like present evidence to why we think this is good and then the other person looks at it so public all the way yeah, we're, we're thinking public school, but a lot of that's probably just because we were raised in public schools. And I like the idea of just like, you know, some adversity, getting in fights. I think Being you need to do that. Like, oh, that person's doing drugs in the bathroom. Yeah. Like I had, you know, it's like you want you want the exposure or we want the exposure for our child. And then they come home and, you know, we like vet their friends. I'm going to be very strict. Like, yeah, so boyfriends, that's... friends, 
I am vetting and I'm saying no if I want to say no. That's very interesting because my parents because of the true true crime. What was that? And no sleepovers because of the the, the true crime. Yeah, no, no, that we don't we don't play those games. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom vetted my friends pretty hardcore, and I hated it at the time. But now I'm realizing what a huge benefit that was because you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, Mm -hmm. and my friends are like the biggest example of that. So. I think that can be definitely good to do. I mean, like you don't want them hanging out with losers. No, yeah. I mean, look at our lives now. Look at who we've chosen to be in, you know, in a relationship with. I think that's a big indicator of our friends growing up. One other force that I know is at play because I rebel against my parents in a lot of subtle ways is that they're going to rebel against us. So that's what I'm mostly concerned with about like all the diet stuff. Dude, we talk about yeah. that all the time. We're like, what if they're like hardcore vegans and they, want to go to like church camp every summer like what are we going to do like are we going to say sure go for it i think you got to right no but we can say no i think until they're 18 (laughs) and then the other thing i i haven't looked into a lot but is interesting is like more of the hands-on versus hands-off yeah parenting as they grow up i know nothing about it but that seems like interesting to look into yeah, you guys are more, what would you say, hands-off, right? Yeah, definitely Yes, and if you're off. very interested and you want a really, really good read, you got to read, oh, yeah. what is it called? Um, Free, Free Range Free Kids. Free Range Kids by Lenore Skenazi. We actually are really going to try to get her on our podcast. She is one of the funniest people. She's She was labeled America's worst mom because she let her uh-huh. nine-year-old, she let her nine-year-old uh, find his way home on the subway in New York. But like, she dropped him off at Bloomingdale's, like, I'm sorry. To me, there's safety in numbers. Like I know, and in the book, she's she's you, you talk about data. Like she's giving statistics. She's given lots of and- data. Yeah, actually, our parents are the crazy ones for letting us <coughs> ride our bikes in our neighborhoods alone because that's when child abduction was actually at a high. The highest. But yeah. we actually live in a very safe time right now. So, but you know, I listen to a lot of true crime, so it gets in the way of my free range parenting sometimes because I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. God, just, uh, like when the when the sun starts to go down, we're a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm, not, guys, yeah, come back from well, the just park. because it's like a weird time, but yeah. you know, uh, like I'll let Desmond, uh, you know, walk home from the mailbox and like he likes to do that or walk to the to around the block, you know. But it it yeah. depends, you know. I feel like it depends on the situation, you know. Like you're not gonna go go down Brandon Boulevard by yourself. It de- it depends, you know. Yeah. It depends on the neighborhood you live in. So I, but um, but yeah, we're definitely more hands off. I definitely think this whole helicopter parenting thing. I mean, if you just look around at some of the young adults these days, they're very fragile. And yeah. you know, you've got like mommy calling in for like uh, job interviews, and like that's not calling acceptable. College professors, yeah. it's yeah. crazy. You know, don't climb up the slide, like why not let your kid climb up the slide or like I see moms pulling down children from ladders, like in these very safe playgrounds, by the way, the playgrounds we had were very dangerous. Yeah. Now they're very safe with all the cushion. Yeah. And like, I'll That's see like true. this, a, a totally capable child climb up a ladder and a mom pull them down. Don't do that. I'm like, but he did already. He looked, yeah, he's he up already there. did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta you know? learn from like falling down a little bit, right? You gotta yeah. let them get hurt. That's how they learn. You gotta let them. Get as long hurt. as like what well, we say, we don't we don't yeah. risk life or limb. Like when it looks like they're limb. gonna be amputated or uh, you know, crack their head. Yeah, open. like you're not gonna let a baby play with a razor blade, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Are you gonna? I guess are you gonna for, force them into like sports? Like, what if they're both like, nah, I just want to stay home and like. Oh no, we force them. With with okay, jujitsu, yeah. with jujitsu, yeah. we forced them. So yeah. we paid a year in advance for both. Look, so we, we asked them. Yeah, we had them agreed. Yeah, but yeah, but we thing. before we, we pulled the them. trigger, we we had a conversation yeah, with them. Like, look, I'm about to drop, you know, a G on each of you, almost, yeah. and you know, so are like, you going to commit? Like, we don't break our commitments. So that's like that's the thing. We don't break our 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 promises. We don't break our commitments. So they committed to a year and so when they complain i'm like okay well you can either complain for a year or you could work hard by the time I, then the reason why we did that is that by the time a year rolls around they're going to be so much better and like you know yeah. yesterday desmond got headbutted at the end of, of his of his blood jiu-jitsu everywhere. blood everywhere he's crying and and like you know i was just like look just think of this scenario right here there's a bully he's bigger than you he's never actually gotten into a fight because he's bigger than people you get punched in the face twice a week uh, in striking class and you get headbutted and you get submitted, you know, four times a week in jujitsu. You know, if he hits you, this is going to be just like class. Like if you hit him, you're going to shock him. And and that's confidence, you know, yeah. and, and like when it comes to 
I think jujitsu is one of those things where it's, it really does build confidence because you're familiar with the situation. You're like, oh, this is like class. I just got punched in the face. It's nothing. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I think no, we're going to force them into sports. Absolutely. The default is just sitting at home playing video games, right? Yeah. And which it's is the what easiest I... thing. It's going to happen. They're going to yeah. want to do it. The video games are going to find them. So it's like you might as well put some other stuff in their life to kind of counterbalance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that stuff is important too. You know, like we let them play with iPads and stuff because obviously this is a future. They should learn how to code and do all these things. But, you know, if I find them that they're just like staring at the tube, YouTube. You yeah. Know, this watching. week we're doing no TV or iPads. We just, right. we do I that just... every now and then uh, for like a week in a row. And it really is awesome because we, we can do, we can shoot the air rifle. We can read, we can do other stuff, play board games. And it's just like, we sleep better. The family connects better. And it just reminds them that they don't need to be connected to the screen because the more you let them, it's crazy, man. It's like it's like a slippery slope. Yeah. You just don't make a big yeah. deal out of it. I'm just like, hey, look, it's a nice day. You want to go ride your bike? You know, I kind of just like, and they always trick them. do. They're, they're always <laughs> they're like, our oh, neighbors. Yeah, like, sure. I always see your son like at 738 in the, in the morning, you know, riding his bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, just it sounds really fun that you guys can just like make up these rules. You're like, you wake up and you're like, we're going to do this today. And then you just force the boys to do it. I really love that. <laughs> <laughs> How fun. Yeah. 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 We love that. All right. So with, okay, you guys have made like, I don't know, like 5 million recipes. <laughs> um, and you guys have put those together over the last several years. And I'm sure this is really hard to answer, but we're really curious to see what each of your favorite recipes would be if you had to pick yeah that's a tough one i think so it's not the best tasting recipe but it's like a nice middle ground where i'm comfortable eating it after dinner every night and it tastes pretty good it's like avocado chocolate brownies or you can also make them into cookies meg actually made it for me for my birthday it was like a big cookie cake but that's like a nice middle ground where it's not it doesn't use like a crazy ton amount of like almond flour erythritol pretty much whole foods so i like that one right now Man, this is a this is a tough one because like I always want to say something dessert, but like I'm more of a savory person, so like I like like egg roll in a bowl. Like yeah. I like Ooh, something like that. Good. So like yeah, the Asian and then just cabbage is really easy on my stomach, and then just like a ton of meat. So I think that's what I would say. That sounds like my jam. I got to make that because I I love cabbage. Yeah, like that's one of the only like veggies that I eat freely. Yeah, whenever I make yeah. it, she's she's, it's she's so like going into it for sure. I yeah. love it. <laughs> All right, so we are getting to the end, and I, I wanted to just give you guys, I know this is a tough one. We talked about this beforehand. You're like, hitting us with the hard hitters. But, um, <laughs> you know, you guys, man, you guys are seriously leaders, and I, and I think it's just so cool because um, it's just refreshing because you guys are always real, and it's just there's no, there's no thought in between when I ask you and when you answer. It's just like, is this going to be the right answer? No, you just speak from your mind, and I love that. And um, so I wanted to ask you guys, if you had the attention of everyone in the world right now, what would be your piece of advice to them? Yeah, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to go more grand scale and not nutrition at all because you have everyone's attention. You got to go big. Yeah. So what has made the biggest impact in my life is like deferral of, of, of deferral of like indulgence, basically. You're thinking yeah. more long term. And you're not so worried because as humans, we're so just like close, close minded. Like we want quick results. We want the 10 day detox, the 14 day cleanse, you know, the juice fast, all that type of stuff. Thinking, just waking up, doing something boring that's going to get you further tomorrow. Then the next day, same thing. One percent improvement each and every day. And eventually you look back and you really got somewhere. Like think about something that you are an expert at right now. And think back to like the first time you ever tried it, what the process is like to get, you know, to get where you are today. And I think a lot of people, I guess it is kind of diet related. When they first look at a keto diet, it's like very daunting. They do all this research on the internet. They think you got to like check all these boxes when really you don't have to do a keto diet. You just have to slowly improve your nutrition day after day. Yes. Just get 1% better each day. That's the big thing. And keep it consistent because there's days when you wake up, you don't want to get 1% better that day. Those are the days you have to do it the most. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, And then for me, uh, yeah, not just really big scale. I think um, 
a one one quote that really stayed with me for a long time when I read I read the book. I think it's the Pursuit of Happiness or the Happiness Pursuit. Happiness of Pursuit. Yeah. Um, and the quote is act the way you want to feel. And so for a while afterwards, every time I fought with Matt, I would be like, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to feel shitty. I don't want to feel mad at Matt. I want to be happy. So I would just force myself to be like, Hey, I want to feel good. I would go over, I'd hug him. I would just reconcile. Cause like, what's the point of feeling stressed and, and unhappy. So, you know, making, you know, making a choice to just act the way you want to feel and like not being so sensitive and stressed and like, just stop and like relax. Like we were at the metabolic health summit and even Mark Sisson was like, it's a diet guys. Like just, you know, be happy. There's more to life than just like, you know, hitting your macros and keeping your carbs low. Like just be happy and find things in life that make you happy and drive you. There's so much more out there, you know? I love that. Love both of those. Yeah. I I, I gotta say, what were you saying, Matt? (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, did you read mastery yet? (laughs) <laughs> I, I haven't finished it, but I, I'm probably a little yeah, bit more than halfway boy. through. Yeah, yeah. And and when you were talking, man, I was I was gonna. Uh, that's the first thing I was gonna say is that you reminded me of that because it's it's. I love it because it identifies you know all of our tendencies. Because like it says in the book, like you may not be the hacker. You may not be. You may be the hacker in some situations. You may be the obsessive in some situations. And it's good to know because. It's almost like preparing you mentally for that next plateau when when the feelings go away or when things get hard. Um, I love that idea. And, and I think we've all been kind of on this mindset journey, all of us in the last couple of years, where it's it's like, you know, follow that process, do it day in and day out. And it's true, man. It just over time, it just builds up. Yeah. It's love so that. true. I love yeah. that. If it happened overnight, everyone would be doing it, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And that's like one, especially with like something like um, the gym, that's like the perfect example. People just see the physique, you know, and they don't see that it's the same exact thing every single day. You know what I mean? Like every single day, even the days that and like, I don't want to go every day. I just do because that's what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I love when when you adopt something new. And at first, it's super hard. And then it just becomes a part of your life. And then you build up all these things. That at one time were difficult. Now they're just a part of your life. Like I can edit a YouTube video in like, you know, 30 minutes nowadays. When I first did it, it was like a day long process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm still at the day. We're still at the week long. I I posted. (laughs) We don't even edit. We're like, let's just not even do these vlogs. No, dude, I posted. I posted a video uh, a few weeks ago that was from April. (laughs) (laughs) April of last year. Yeah. We'll get there. But that's like mainly like a time management problem. Like we yeah. just don't have a, a, enough hours in the well, day. Well, we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't make time for it. Cause like, yeah. that's what got you guys where you are. You know, it's kind I of, it. you know, that consistency. I mean, that's, I got to give you guys that, man. Gosh, it. it's Putting just, out that content. every time I, uh, you know, cause I, I don't get notifications, but I do get them for YouTube. Um, and so when you guys put out a new video, I'm like, there's another one. I mean, and it's just like <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, Thank you. I, this is, this is going to be a, a crazy one because I doubt there's anybody that's listening to this that doesn't know. But where can people find you and, and what's what's going on? What's what's the what's next new? thing? Yeah. Yeah. KetoConnect.net. That's the home base food blog, recipes, bunch of stuff there. KetoConnect on YouTube and Keto.Connect on Instagram. But what we're working on, I guess we got a second cookbook coming out in a few months yeah and a couple big like more grander scheme things can't really say much about him yet but hopefully big stuff in the future yeah we got a baby too yeah Yeah. awesome well thank you guys for coming on we love you guys we're so happy for you and we're just super excited to to be joined in this parenthood thing because you know, know it's there's not that many of us that are kind of doing this um, full time and and have kids so it's it's good to have safety in numbers. I was just talking to Suzanne um, Ryan about it um, at the at this event we did together this weekend and it's like you know the struggle you know it's the struggle of being a parent. It's like are you going to KetoCon? No, I don't. I can't find. It's expensive for me to get a babysitter for that amount of time, you know. Yeah. So it's like you know, new challenges to address, and but it makes you the best, best version of yourself. You guys are going to about to step it up even more, oh, as totally. far as like the quality of humans that you are, because kids oh, yeah. just make you awesome. Yeah, they force you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Are this you guys going to KetoCon yeah. by the way? Um, I'll be like eight months pregnant, so oh, I don't know. Yeah, if I'll show maybe. up. 
Yes, but maybe Matt will go on his own. We'll but like, it's funny, you know, my mom will sometimes say like, she's like, oh, are you going to go or is Matt going to go? I'm like, no one wants to see just one of us, mom. Like, we're, we're <laughs> going to <laughs> connect. Yeah, <laughs> connect, exactly. It's just keto or connect, whichever one is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hey, you might feel, hey, yeah, you might feel up to it. It depends. It depends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, for, not for getting on a plane, though. Yeah, it depends yeah, how like seven months to supposedly it. I think they, they say you know that's what they to. say, you yeah. um, <laughs> know. I don't know. I don't know who they, they, they is, yeah. but, uh, okay. I heard. <laughs> I heard. I'm like from who? <laughs> Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. having us. We've come.